0: Welcome everyone to the commentary podcast. I am your host, Pat Brennan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be watching Super 8. It came out in 2011. It is directed by J.J. Abrams and also written by J.J. Abrams. The film stars Joel Courtney, Elle Fanning, and Kyle Chandler, and tells the story of a group of young teenagers in 1979 who are filming with their own Super 8 movie when a train derails, releasing a dangerous presence into their town. Now, I'm going to be watching the 4K copy I have of this movie. But it is currently streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You can also rent it on Amazon for $3.79. You can rent it on Apple for $4 and on Vudu for $4. For the first time since the very first episode of this podcast, I am going to be flying solo with this rewatch. So I say we get it started. I'm going to be pressing play on Super 8 in 3, 2, and 1. We are here watching Super 8. It is just me today, folks. Just me. Watching basically a movie that is for Steven Spielberg, (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) Because he could have easily made this movie. And even produced it, so that's how you know it's for Spielberg. Michael Giacchino's score in this is incredibly underrated. Great score. Never good. One day without an accident. Something happened. Obviously. There he is. Soon to be in the Kissing Booth trilogy. Well, all the colors are muted here, obviously because symbolizing death. I don't need bright colors. No, is such a great cast. Kids, basically all of them, or unknown. L. Fanning was in some stuff, but there he is. Coach. Coach Eric Taylor. The great Eric Taylor. The great Kyle Chandler. I love the contrast of they're all, like, muted colors and then... Spoiler. He was supposed to be there that day, and... He was too drunk to go, but I love the contrast of um, his color being, like, bright yellow of the setting of what's happening. Clearly, he is probably someone who's not wanted there, as we're about to find out. great little moment right there already can see how their relationship is especially how it's edited too like when it cut from um his father looking at him they he kept them separate in the flame in the frame sorry not the flame the flame yeah in the frame (laughs) create a separation already there already starting a separation emotionally although that that four months later Spielberg wanted that to he told JJ to take that out but JJ left it in because Spielberg said that um you don't really need to know the time frame of this because it could just happen at any time the audience doesn't need to know when it is obviously it's later in the in the in the year because there's no snow on the ground so All their chemistry is just incredible. As a director, you'd be like, I don't... These kids are fucking great. (laughs) Love me some... Cheesy... Middle school, high school student movies. <laughs> this is pretty good though. Like if I was like a teacher and I saw that, really yeah, I'd be like, "That was a exactly that was like that's a really good zombie murder. Like <laughs> really good practical effects." And then after showing that, and you see the Halloween poster, like okay, Evil Dead poster in the back, or is that? Clearly, they like horror. I tonight. the him, that she <laughs> loves <laughs> him. I can't believe you talked to So stuff, you feel something. I love how in this scene um, he's like, see him as just standing in the back of the room. Because he obviously doesn't have a family like this. I love that editing too, like, of them talking across the room, but there's so much going around in between them. Oh, very nice people. didn't have to go far. That was such like a Spielberg ET shot right there. Him on the bike. But let's see how when in in his friend's house how the color was so much brighter. More homey. Not brighter but warmer. I'd say brighter but warmer. And he comes into his house and very blue, cold, dark. Because they've experienced trauma. Like they're not going to be... They're not over it. How oh, there's the lens flare. Classic J.J. J. Abrams lens flare. Always being a coach. <laughs> Kyle Chandler. Who doesn't like Kyle Chandler? Let's be honest. If you don't like Kyle Chandler, then... You're probably not a nice person. (laughs) That's (laughs) harsh, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> another interesting editing and blocking technique there in camera camera work is um he's trying to connect with them so you're going to keep them in the same frame basically saying he likes his friends but maybe you don't hang out with them all the time <laughs> connection again the mother but that's when the conversation stops when he sees that there's some unresolved issue between them right there they yet to talk about it this movie is literally just the Goonies and E.T. <laughs> into one <laughs> Oh, and then this scene right here when they're all singing My shirona. I think they are originally supposed to just be, like, silent. But while they were waiting around for on set for the camera and lighting and everything to be set up, they were all kind of just singing. And JJ was like, wait, we should just do that. Have you all, like, singing a song while you're waiting around instead of just waiting around in silence. <laughs> Which works so much well. You clearly can tell they're all best friends. What we've seen this car before? And there she is. the great owl Fanning you knew that. Charles, I don't have- <laughs> you knew that. <laughs> already creating the connection close-ups everyone else is blocked out that was a great great look there I love how invested their friend is in being the main actor. <laughs> He's just so nervous all the time. Oh, the look back. Thanks for the Twizzlers. Probably the best scene the sequence in the whole movie right here. This was me in high school thinking I'm going to be the best director of all time. you like, guys, look at this shot. I think J.J. Abrams and Spielberg said that this was the most fun they've ever had on like any film set, which I can imagine. This is probably so fun to film. <laughs> the hat. I don't know what I realize how like pretty quickly how like he establishes a connection between them the lens flares are strong in this scene though <laughs> one line now I'm not prepared It slurs <laughs> uh yeah, I know that l I think J.J. Um, Abrams said that most of this whole, like, dialogue in this scene is, like, all improvised. Which I can imagine. I would just be like, look, here's the basics and bare bones of what we're trying to do here. You're trying to make a scene. I want to see how you would direct it. And I would tell the actor, okay, how would you direct it? <laughs> I also love how there is no music in this scene at all. No no score. (laughs) The background acting here is so funny. (laughs) He's just moving his mouth. They're all like, uh. <laughs> and JJ's really going with the lens flare. <laughs> and then on the phone in the back, he's like, uh, oh, wait. <laughs> She's actually really good at acting. I guess I lied. There is some score here. (laughs) I lied. Don't hold it against me. (laughs) They're all like, holy sh... He's crying. Here we go. I think this is how a normal set operates in general. (laughs) Just so insane. Do this, do this. You don't know your lines. I mean, they're like chemistry is literally like the same type of chemistry you see in the Goonies. I mean, it's basically like it said Goonies, Close Encounters, ET, all put into one, basically saying, Hey, Steven Spielberg, I love your movies. This movie's for you. You have to have some pretty damn good mic <laughs> to pick up this dialogue. <laughs> I always love this shot. That train is moving. Yeah, I feel like this is sick. Here we go. there's your spielberg shot when you'd zoom in on the camera there the object on the ground classic spielberg they purposely made this train sequence like derailment to be so over the top and like insane like no no train would be like this intense like flying everywhere but they said it was to pay homage to like all the 1970s science fiction movies where they would have sequences like this where unrealistic things that would happen but it looks fucking cool like that'd be so fun as an actor to run through that (laughs) I don't want to die especially as a kid actor you'd be like this is so fun you, you like you would you do this anyway as a kid, pretending to like run away from stuff. I think this was the teaser trailer right here. No. imagine after all that and you're like what the hell is going on in there that's what you're most afraid of yeah so essentially they didn't use the music during the train crash of course classic classic movies the car is fine but we'll let that be it's also a movie so (laughs) things happen that are not realistic like the train crash see like as a kid you wouldn't i feel like as an adult you'd be way more in shock of what just happened but as a kid you're like it's so insane what just happened it like you're like holy shit that was so wild and somewhat cool (laughs) like classic classic 70s and 80s blood there oh she has to be dead No one cares. They do look like Rubik's cubes. <laughs> Martin is what anyone would be doing. What is going on? Are you serious? What are we doing here? I wonder Spielberg <laughs> helped do most of the blocking in this, probably. This feels like a Spielberg blocking. Or even that shot. That feels like a Goonie shot right there. Crazy how she became a bigger star than her sister. Her sister was a massive child star in the 2000s. Elle Fanning is a bigger actress than she is now. The the still you you? So this feels like an entire Goonie sequence of looking at a map. What? I mean, I don't even know what the hell is going on right now. <laughs> it's a great line delivery, the way he says go. Probably looks like a bumblebee from Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys would definitely see them in the back. They're like right there. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this score is so underrated. Ah, the great Noah Emmerich. Super 8. Kodak film. It's those damn kids again. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a teacher aim a gun at me. <laughs> I think a lot of these, a lot of their interact like the their interaction as a group is probably a, a lot of it could be improvised. And the contrast of now he's in the front seat as opposed to when they first got into the car, he was in the back seat. Now he's in the front seat next to her. Here's your Rubik's Cube. Thanks. Dropped it. Yeah, but now you got a cool story. My man is down bad. (laughs) They're all like so... Uh oh. Joe, wake up. Is y'all right? Did you go to Charles today? Yeah. The Rubik's cube has shifted shape. It is no longer perfect cube. Dude, would be so sick to like live like. Thirty feet away from your best friend. Very easy to be best friends. <laughs> you live thirty feet away. What train crash? I it's <laughs> a little Zodiac line. It's real, you know? I saw it on the news. I mean, it's pretty loud train derailment. I feel like they would... Someone would have definitely heard that. Always, director's always thinking. I'm gonna start saying that's mint to everybody now. Yo, that's fucking mint, bro. <laughs> 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 God, I'm such a loser. That water tower is complete CGI. It's seventh heaven, baby. <laughs> Alice. remember me? From last night, you know, train derailment. <laughs> no. no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> because it's gonna be a masterpiece, that's why. Oh crap. We're, um, nothing. Just hanging out, just hanging around. Excuse the dog barking outside if you can hear that. His father did to him, so he's gonna do it to his son. <gasps> They're both defying their fathers. <laughs> Man, their zombie makeup's good though. Massive headphones. shouldn't nickname him Mint. Instead of Charles. What do you think happened? You mean why he crashed the train? I just got a horrible feeling. Hmm. What are you <laughs> basically a coming-of-age movie for him. Go back to the first scene. He's very quiet outside. Obviously, his mom has passed, but as the movie goes along, he gains way more confidence. No, I don't want to. Good editing in this scene. A lot of cuts, but you have to. There's so much dialogue going on here. It's interesting because it seems like as the movie goes more along, obviously Charles likes L Fanning's character, but I think he also gets more intimidated by... Um, by Joe because Joe's gaining more confidence and is emerging as somewhat of a leader of the group when Charles probably was the leader of their their friend he was the more one that kept them in we're doing this now we're doing this now and I can watch Kyle Chandler in anything And what's going on they're, they're, they're taking of tire tracks why would they be doing that who would they be looking for and and they're, they're packaging these weird little cubes into these crates they're loading them on these red trucks and like classic sure I think you need to go check it out and I think you need to take a break Jack I've been telling you this since Elizabeth you're a good day you need to take a vacation classic movie trope especially older 70s movies is like oh, there's always one guy that's like we should be Looking into this, and the one guy, the lead, basically the sheriff. Look, man, you want to do it, you can, but it's not that serious. shot this on film too. 35 millimeter thing. JJ has definitely toned down his lens flares as he's (laughs) (laughs) gotten. He's made more movies. I think he said his wife watched this movie and was like, you're using too many lens flares. (laughs) She's not wrong. There are a lot. This scene almost feels like um, close encounters to me. when Richard Dreyfuss's character pulls up to the stoplight but obviously it's not all in the car like the close encounters one is but with like the the lights flickering you do a great job i'm not showing showing the power of the monster Sheriff? like in close encounters you don't see see the aliens Sheriff? um the sheriffs in trouble there Monster moves quick. I also always say that this movie is a prequel to Cloverfield. <laughs> because it's directed by J.J. Arams, who produced Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think he produced 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, But I always say the monster kind of looks like it could be somewhat related to the monster in Cloverfield. They have the same kind of, like, body movements. Obviously, it's not, but I always say it's a prequel. Cause could, it, it, it could work, you know, it could be, um, this takes place in the seventies. So early eighties, late seventies, early eighties, but you could have it where like a small town gets attacked essentially not, a, but like an alien lands in a, is in a small town. Who's going to believe that story? Like, did you get any pictures? Did you see anything? Small town America, everyone else in the country would be like, nah, I don't believe you, man. So he was here and he was like, he went back to his planet at the end and he's like, yo, we can attack. And then Cloverfield happens. So there's my theory of how this movie is the prequel to Cloverfield. And you all should agree with me. She is a great actress. talented family those fannings he's like whoa oh Charles likes her there's a lot of cranes in those Always a bear. It's gotta be a bear. What bears, you know, they can do this, dude. I think you could allude some of this to like War of the Worlds when all the cars don't start anymore after the aliens land. <laughs> Obviously the engines are gone, but he's never seen anything like this before. Same line in uh, War of the Worlds. That was Homer Simpson. Dan Castanelda. Like guys, I don't know what happened to your engines. I don't know. E.T. Here comes. The here comes the military. What a shot! Again, like Spielberg's War of the Worlds, all the missing. His movie is basically just being like, Hey Steven, I like all of your movies, so I'm gonna put them like all in one. I yeah, ate your kids food they're like what the fuck man eat my kids food do me a favor get water power out there right now so the air force is looking for a car the a dad's car we're taking tire prints from a crash like river how do we hear about it this what I've been talking about it could be marring us right now Jesus shut up and the military is a ruler's house looking for his research whatever that means. It took the wires down. It takes so long to put back. It's like this is like Jurassic Park right now. <laughs> Machine or is that an oven? Like my guy, why are you going up? This really does feel like Jurassic Park when these they're or they're in like the T Rex area. behind you, bro Thing was moving <laughs> this is how a people think now. Everything's a conspiracy. Always Soviets. Uh since Wednesday morning my hand rating was uh mess. So I like to scan. I'm hearing military chat, but but it's a short and I I don't know what it is. Have you heard that, Mr. McCandless? I am over with you probably. I love that contrast like She's like, oh, it's the Soviets, and everyone agrees. Like, it's the most ridiculous thing. Oh, ought to be the Soviets. But then when he actually has, like, a, oh, my ham radio, everyone's like, ugh. But the deputy's more interested in that. Because that's more realistic. He can hear what the military's doing. <laughs> that was a classic Kyle Chandler laugh. daughter Joe's got a girlfriend C minus. I'm right there with you, Joe. This is the trend destroy it. Looks for y'all. Strawbrush technique. Um it's when there's a coat of paint and then you put something like uh Eurograde it. Oh. Eurogray. Oh my god, there's like fourteen different This groups. is me that's crazy. Explaining to my fiance. Aspect ratio. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, there's so many different aspect ratios. You have no idea. Let me show you. My dad gave it to her the day I was born. She I this is only 50 mil And I made like 250 million worldwide Two, Almost three I feel like even this movie today Would probably not get it made Which is wild man Dogs always know. They always know as the dog outside is barking while I'm recording this. Dogs always know. Yeah, we need to get the hell out of here. I believe that's the title of a at Twilight Zone episode. Walking distance. Dude, god, he's dude, We don't have a budget, man. We got to use what, what we got. You <laughs> Oh, she likes him. Unless we'd together in Vietnam. I'd not talk about it. <laughs> Who is shooting a movie outside? Uh Uh-oh. This also has a strong Spielberg theme of family. Which is a central theme in most of Spielberg's movies. Especially his older movies. The family unit. Oh, you mean the Twilight Zone episode? Let's talk where I can capture you. He switched to handheld for this scene. Because he is angry. This is going to be more of an argument fight. It's probably the most interaction they've had so far in the whole movie. <laughs> Besides the, hey, you're going to baseball camp. Doesn't mean that she is, though. Just like you, doesn't mean I'm you. I don't want your life. No. They have not fully processed the pain. of the mother's death. Probably their first real argument since then. As they go separate ways with the CGI water tower. I'm going to call it out every single time now. Damn, is right outside. Yeah. Even worse, man. We'll never forget that. Can't escape. First time we've seen him open it. The locket. Now, Deputy, what did you think was going to happen? You know too much. what you're talking about. Like, I feel like in this scene, you probably don't need the lens flare, <laughs> JJ. <laughs> like, just a normal conversation. <laughs> Those are real flies, by the way. Not CGI. The flies are attracted to the, the makeup. should be helping him, not destroying him. Meetups. You, you you- well, I was, and then, like, you were knocking on the window, so, mm-hmm. kind of wake me up. hard on it. I get and the editing here. They both have different views on Charles. Separate them when they're in the frame when they're talking about Charles. Even sort of feels like I do. She's right though. Charles is bossy. Man. Joe you gotta stick up for yourself You're not blowing up my damn train I built that thing Super 8 film. They actually shot that on 16mm. Then use the effect of making it look Super 8. It's pretty good casting, Little Joe. I hope he's had the same haircut for like 10 years. something that his father doesn't do and her father doesn't do connection what damn good acting. She's been wanting to tell him that the whole time. You're not your father. Oof. Aw, he's He was a good person. The Rubik Cube. Yeah, I was doing it last night. They were having fun right through the space shuttle, the water tower. Little edit there, the hole to the keyhole. Um, I was at a boy's house. Like your mother and, go ahead, go. Go. and that's the difference between her relationship with her father and Joe's relationship with his father. Joe's father would never say that. There's your Spielberg shot. That's a concussion. Oh no. I love how quietly the monster just crept up there. Kind of sounds like the aliens and signs. To government, let's just burn everything. No evidence. Up the so about a Damn. <laughs> Thanks, Seventh Evan. <laughs> tried to do that once when they picked their bikes up over the sidewalk there. (laughs) I didn't do it and I went over the handlebars and ate shit. So whenever I see that scene, I always think of that. (laughs) Charles is mean, man. He's not nice... Yeah, Mr. Attitude, you're an attitude. Don't pretend like you did this for me. You didn't do this for me, you know it. This was never about me, this was always about Alex. I guess they're here to investigate. I think it's safe for a couple of days. You're the one who wanted the wife in the movie. Not so you could fall in love with me. What do you care for? Yeah, 'cause Yeah, cuz it's my train, dude. see how quick they were to resolve their issues as opposed to the adults who just yell. These kids can figure it out in 15 seconds but they're both at fault sometimes. Um what the actual Yeah, like this whole, like, even with the music, it just feels so Spielberg. Create a fire, evacuate the town, the government can take over the town. Like this whole sequence feels very... Very 70s style. Camera movements. They leave the horses, though? Come on. Gotta take everybody, including the animals. Obviously, Michael G. Keenan. Takes a lot of his themes from how John Williams did his themes. Same type of feel to their scores. It's good to have that character. The, the, he's the only adult besides Dr. Woodward, but like civilian. Like, why would they? anyone believe the town drunk, essentially? So any adult, if him saying it to an adult, they wouldn't believe him. But Joe would, because Joe cares. <laughs> I'm not you. you can't ask me any or you Can't tell anyone, I'm serious. Nobody, freaking me out. Me really my priorities. So you'll be that maybe back. <laughs> it's so good, such good acting. Yeah. You're a great guy. See how Joe is re- emerging as the leader now. And actually I think from now on, Charles because they had that conversation, Charles now is gonna be more listening to Joe as opposed to like contradicting him and contradicting all their friends. How dare they lock Coach up? Do you understand who that is? It's Coach Eric Taylor. This is my favorite shot right here. Oh, I love that. The push in, pull up. This is classic, like 70s trope of these movies. Like one of the main characters will dress in disguise as the people that are the bad guys, essentially. Blend in. Classic movie trope. Come on, man. You gotta take the animals, too. Classic again. Drive right past each other. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I can get back in a disco. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a tire iron? <laughs> 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 That'd be me. He's got movies in here. Just take movies everywhere with me. Like, there's little shots like that of him breaking in, pushing on the hand opening. That's very Spielberg. Even this lighting here. Very backlit. More movies should have unrealistic lighting. Tired of realistic lighting. I like unrealistic lighting. Give me huge bright lights for no reason. We're watching a movie, it's not real. He's an alien. This is like a horror movie, man. I'd be like, holy shit. We and made... we don't this and begin we the government is always quick to kill, 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 kill. He wasn't to kill. Like, look at the end of encou- Close Encounters. The aliens you. were there to communicate, and then you communicate with them. Arrival. Communication. We should be helping this. That was me. Lighten it up in the car. I see that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, no. Damn. Bro, do you need to lock it? But it's a great little. You take the locker. You just show how truly evil these people are. Like they don't care. Like why does the guy need to lock it? <laughs> Bro, I'm high as fuck, but shit's going down. Uh oh. <laughs> this sequence coming up is pretty actually terrifying. This is like a horror movie, man. In some parts, especially this sequence. This is brutal sequence. Because the alien's going to come help you guys. The alien's like, why are you trying to kill my friends, man? Fun fact, Bruce Greenwood actually did the motion capture for the alien in this movie. If you didn't know that he's credited as Cooper in the cast. Again, no music here. Silence is a lot more effective. Sir, is there a particular area that you will be shooting? I remember when I saw some the theaters. <laughs> that part. Definitely made me jump pretty high. I see. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> he just projectile vomits. kind of like Jurassic Park, flips the car. Like this whole sequence is just karma for these military guys, the Air Force. Oh man. And now the keys. Are they going to get out? Who knows? This is teamwork. Come on, Joe, you got this. <laughs> Bro, they would definitely get glass in your eye there. 'Cause I'd rather have glass in my face and die from an alien. So, aliens not there for them though. <laughs> I love how you just throw in, throws in the little comedy beats, like kicks in the face. Like they're still kids. It's the end of the line for you, Noah. the first time you like actually see its face. <laughs> That's a brutal death, man. I want to be surprised if this sequence could have possibly made it R. The, for- the original cuts probably was a little more brutal. I could see the MPAA being like, "Yeah, you might need to tone this down a little bit. Take some of the blood out. <laughs> Show my fire, Gregor. I love how he pulls up when he's listening to disco. He's trying to get back into disco. <laughs> That'd be my reaction to all. Everything in this movie, <laughs> what the fuck? Especially this whole sequence. It feels like E.T. mixed with the Goonies. Like you just combine them. Drugs are so bad. Especially when they're running, like in between the houses, jumping over the fence. Again, this would be so fun to film as a kid. I mean, I'd be having a blast. Just destroying these town, man. I'm not gonna have a house after this. Alright, is it necessary to drive over the playground? I don't <laughs> what'd that playground do to you, man? In a war zone. I'm in a war zone. That'd be me. I'm thirsty. I'm in a war zone. This movie's pretty like intense. Like towards the kids. I'm going to be okay without me. It's almost like he's letting letting Joe go be his own person. Joe's now becoming somebody. Charles can't control him anymore like he used to in the friend group. Charles understands that. But they're best friends. And they love each other. It's not a coincidence that the alien is doing this in the cemetery where his mother is buried. I told you it was a coming of age movie. Could be about letting go. Letting go of the past. And the kid's missing forces these two to interact. Forces them to finally have the conversation. He knows he's sorry. He knows it was an accident. It's not his fault. I feel like we're in like she loves lair. Be a really cool set to work in. Alien is smart, man. He's like, I got all your technology. It's the sheriff. The alien wasn't killing these people. Kind of find my girlfriend. He's killing that person, though. There she is. This is why he's needed. He needs to create the distraction. It's all been leading to this moment with all of his firecrackers. His whole life has led to this moment. Gotta light it. Cause she's next. Actually help Joe out there now. He doesn't take her down. Alien is jacked, he's got four arms. Damn, Joe, I don't need to slap her. Here to rescue you. Oh, She likes him a lot. How Hmm. You know? he told me he was, he was out. Really? We have to move. Me? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> My man is still running in the tunnels. Again. Listen to the kids. They know what they're doing. Joe found it down there. and I would listen to him. Damn. He's just tossing them. (laughs) You three. You're the one that's ruining my plan. Oh, no. Dead end. But here comes the most important scene in the movie. Here's Joe's character. It's a really good casting. He looked exactly like, give be college Chandler's kid. He's facing his fear, his fear of death. Not everyone's horrible. Accidents happen. happen. This is the most human anyone has been in this movie so far. Bad things happen. can live you can move on and the alien can feel this emotion because now he finally opens his eyes because they said before the alien I could feel him the alien probably feels this feels the emotion the most human thing he's interacted with Joe's not the enemy Joe's just like him. You guys are cool. He runs away. You guys are chill. Okay, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. okay, <wait> a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> E.T. Pike's coming up. There it is. E.T. with the basket. E.T. E. is always not in there. And it's no coincidence that this song is called... Song of the score is called Letting Go. Joe just started to let go and the alien picked him up. He was talking to himself. Obviously. That's what the Rubik's cubes were for, duh. And just like seeing this, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? building a spaceship bro he's just like Joe making a model and Joe makes models the dads have arrived could finally interact oh they love each other He's just building a spaceship, guys. He's trying to just go home. Like E. T., he's going home. Oh no. First time we see inside the locket. Joe needs to do one thing let go of the pain. And there he does it. And it's the final piece of the spaceship. Very Spielberg ending. Man, this score is good. I love this score. I know, I've said it like five times. But... <laughs> Because again, who's going to believe that a spaceship just took off in this small town in like the early 80s, late 70s? (laughs) Nobody would. Government would have buried that so quick. And they care for each other too. Joe's finally let go. And we fade out to one last lens flare. <laughs> ah, I love that movie. It's great vibes all around. For honesty, probably his best movie. Let's be honest. There he is. There's the king, Free Spice Spielberg. This might be the best part of the movie. Is so they finally show the whole short film that they made, <laughs> which is awesome that they're they actually made that short film for this. Music. Michael G. Kino. one of the most underrated people in Hollywood, doesn't doesn't get his credit. Yeah. So they all they shot this. Sixteen millimeter, and then they use the effect to make it look like it was Super Eight. See, this (laughs) this whole short film is probably better than what I made in college. Like, if, if you're submitting this to a, like, if you're like, oh, I'm only like an eighth, a freshman in high school or eighth grade, I'd be like, damn, this is damn pretty good for eighth grade. You guys know blocking, your editing's pretty solid. They should have made a whole series of these. I'd watch them all. It was a great way to get the <laughs> people to stay actually for the credits of the movie. See, his credits are all people bounce out of movies. Show some respect for the above the line, people. <laughs> I mean, again, if I saw that and I was like an eighth grade at that effect, damn. I got some talent. For her here. I just love her so much. <laughs> I just love her so much. see if i was the director i would be i would tell all of these um these actors like hey while we're making this movie i want you to also actually make this other movie within this so i'm gonna let you direct it you write it and you put it together I think that'd be really fun for them. It's been two weeks and, the this and I would give them Final Cut. And on my marriage. Animal marriage. It's also great because you get to actually see what they were filming. You don't do this kind of stuff in movies anymore. Even like adding like a, a gag reel around. Like outtakes. Bloopers. (laughs) <laughs> He's so good at like dying <laughs> Just doing a short Over the top dramatic death home, good, news, a cure for the your... <laughs> good news babe got the cure. Oh, no. A lot of the camera work is great. It worked. (laughs) ah <laughs> oh, perfect 5 out of 5 <laughs> so much fun- I feel like every director should do this at the end of every movie <laughs> this has been a Steven Spielberg movie all my friends perfect way to end with my Sharona playing in the background this has been great it was fun to do it solo again but next time we will most likely be having a guest so until next time hope you all watch every single movie ever made podcast is hosted and edited by Pat Brennan. That's me with intro and closing music by Patrick Baxter.